0: Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Hi, Jerry Foster here, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And welcome to the Brand Ford Leadership Podcast. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about this guy. The first thing I said to him was I loved his look with the hair and the beard. And You'll see that as you're checking him out yourself. But more importantly, it's the work that he is doing out in the world. So please welcome Tyler Robertson. How are you doing, guy? Hey, I'm, I'm doing awesome. And by the way, I can't
1: ever shave my beard. I did once. My wife said I look like my dad. So she said <laughs> never again. So it, it's going to be here for a while.
0: <laughs> I used to have a big thick mustache and I had the goatee, I've had the beard, I had the sideburns, I had a whole nine <laughs> yards. And one day I went to, I started cutting off my mustache and the next thing you know, I have all these little patches and holes in it, and I it was like, oh my God, it didn't roll back right. So I just left it alone. And I've been looking like this for instance, I can remember.
1: <laughs> you, I, you, you, it was You make a comment about it, but I can tell you you know, my I, I'm pretty active on social media in our space and everything and people recognize your profile picture and, and when you walk around to trade shows and people know you and I've had multiple people say like Tyler you can't ever shave the beard now because people know that's how we recognize you. I'm like I, I get it so it's part of it.
0: <laughs> Tyler if you don't mind give our listeners and viewers a pretty quick overview about what your company does.
1: Yeah, so we're in the B2B space and we say we provide efficiency solutions for diesel powered commercial equipment. So that's the semi trucks, that's the earth moving equipment, the farm tractors, the generators. There's there's diesel all over the world essentially. And we provide the diagnostic tools, the training, the repair information, and live humans to talk to on how to fix these things. So the, uh... the, the, the quick story with us is seven years ago, I was in my garage by myself. And we've bootstrapped this up seven years now. We got over 200 employees, and we'll do north of 70 million in revenue this year. Um, so it, it's gone really fast, and uh, building a brand has been a big part of that.
0: Now, how? Now let's talk about that. How do you go about building your brand?
1: Yeah, so you know, I started in my garage, right? And I had a really crappy website, and I was selling on eBay, and I'm competing against billion-dollar corporations. And I, I, I knew that going into it, but what I also knew was. People need help. They really need knowledge. They're looking for experts. They know they wanna do a thing. Hmm. They're just not sure what they need to buy in order to do that thing and what kind of support they're gonna get. And I just said, look, I'm gonna be the guy out there that's gonna talk about this stuff all the time. I'm gonna put myself out there as the authority because I do know this stuff really well. And I'm gonna be consultative. I'm not gonna go just sell my product. I'm gonna sell them the right product. And uh, truthfully, even today, our most popular products are not our products. We just surround them with our products and services to make them even better so it's it's been that story and journey going on seven years now
0: now as you know this is about branding strategic branding not visual branding because great brands are built strategically and not visually i'm sure you know that already because a lot of people think that when you talk about their brand you're talking about their logo and their color scheme and things like that so this is really more about the heart of Brandy, which is how do you strategically set yourself apart from others in the industry? So speak about that if you don't mind. What 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 really sets you apart? What are you doing yeah. different than others? We, I, think, I think two things. One,
1: we're super transparent. So if people follow me on, on LinkedIn or know me at all or hear me speak at events, I have a podcast show I do for our industry and all these things, I'm really transparent. I'm transparent on all the bad stuff that happens and all the good stuff that happens. I talk a lot about the problems of the industry. I talk about how we're trying to help the industry and, and do all those things. And then the other piece behind it is you got to back that up. So you can't just say those things, you have to prove that to people. Huh. And we do so many things for free that it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe a million dollars to develop this piece of software. Hmm. And we could go compete in the marketplace, but we said, hey, this is better for us to give us away for free because it helps build our brand. It gets our name in the door. It leads us to upsell them on other products and services. It's really a sales and marketing funnel at the end of the day is the way we viewed it. We do, like I said, that we have a podcast show and we're we're never out there selling anything on the podcast show. It's just talking about problems and bringing guest speakers on and doing those things. And another example is we just hosted a virtual event. This is our third year doing this event. We made it absolutely free. We brought in Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, as people might know him. He was one of the speakers of the keynote on there. We had a bunch of vendor booths, three days of presentations and talks. And it was just giving information. It was just teaching people about their business, how to fix trucks, new technology, all these things. And we're just constantly doing that. We're constantly out there just saying, we are the authority, here's a bunch of resources, here's a bunch of knowledge. And if I do that, I know when they have a problem and need to buy something, I'm the first name that comes into their brain.
0: And I can say that we definitely see the impact of that today. That's, a, that's awesome. But tell me about the types of problems you're solving for your customers. What exactly are they, are they facing? What are they bumping up against?
1: Yeah, so in our world, you have a lot of different manufacturers of trucks. And every truck that's manufactured, whether it's a Peterbilt or a Kenworth or a Mack, could have a different engine, a different transmission. They have all these different components. So it's not like cars where you buy a Toyota and you have just a Toyota, Toyota everything. You could have a Freightliner with a Cummins engine and an Allison transmission. This is really common in our industry. And people pre us, what they would have to do is if they wanted to hook up to all these computers on these trucks, they'd have to buy 15, 20, 30 different software packages from different vendors to try to communicate with everything. And we came to the market and said, hey, what if we can give you one tool, one piece of software and you can hook up to everything? Wouldn't that be better for you? And yeah, you pay a little bit more upfront but you don't have to pay reoccurring fees. We're going to give you live humans to talk to. We're going to give you repair information. We're going to give you training, not just on software, but how to fix trucks. So we come to the market basically saying, and people know this, if you've ever worked on your personal automobile, you know that you need a tool probably to hook up to tell you what's wrong. You probably need repair information to tell you how to fix what you found. And you probably need to buy a part. And maybe you need to even actually talk to a human to say, "What I can't figure out what's going on. So we make all those in a nice, pretty easy to understand package and go to a customer and say, hey, this is why you should pay me $10,000 for this thing. So I can solve this problem for you. And you can then fix your stuff quicker and make more money in return. And it's a really simple conversation once people understand that such a thing exists. And seven years ago, they had no idea it existed. So that was like kind of the first challenge was just convincing people that this is a real thing.
0: So it sounds like you have what? I commonly call a standalone brand a me-only brand, like you're the only company who's doing this sort of work or doing it at the level that you're doing it. Am I correct in saying that?
1: There's there's more there's more that are doing it, okay. but we just do it in a way that nobody can really compete. So uh, we have we have over fifty salespeople, and when we're head-to-head with a competitor, we win like ninety-nine percent of the time because once the customer understands all the things they get with us versus just the one thing or two things they get from somebody else. It's really, it's, we charge way more. We charge a 30, 40% premium, but it doesn't matter because in our industry, time is money. And if we can save these people a couple hours a month in their shop, they're, they're, they're all for it. It, It's that much of an industry. I mean, this is an industry where when people fix commercial power diesel equipment, they're charging 125 up to $200 an hour to fix these things. So if you can imagine we save someone a couple hours every month, it ends up being a very big ROI for them really quick.
0: This is fascinating because you're, you're speaking to not only the problems they are, are having that you're solving, but it sounds like they're wasting a lot of time and money perhaps, and you come in there and show them how to do this more efficiently. I mean, is that true? Because I'm, I'm curious yeah. as, to, as to where are those holes that you're plugging? I mean, this is fascinating.
1: Yeah, I can give a real world example. So I worked for a commercial truck dealership. I was a service manager. Okay. So my employees, when a truck came in, they would use one piece of software to connect to the vehicle to tell them what was wrong with it. Then they would use a completely different piece of software to go actually say, okay, this software told me the code. Now i got to go to another system to figure out my repair information, my wiring diagram to learn about this thing. And then I got to go to another system and another department in a lot of cases to figure out what part to buy. to to actually do this thing. And then I got to go to another system to actually create a purchase order and actually order the part. And it may sound crazy in our industry, but on average, it takes 45 minutes from when a technician knows I need to buy something Mm. until they know price and availability on that part, because they still have to call around. Nothing's electronic. It's still all phone calls and text messages and emails to people to try to figure these things out. So we're stepping in the marketplace and saying, well, what if, I could bring you from a fault code to your part number and price availability in a couple of minutes. What would that be worth to you? And they're like that would be worth thousands of dollars a month to us. It's it's a no-brainer conversation. So everything we look at, we when we come to market, we don't decide how can we go make $5 million on something? We go to market and say how can we make that person's job a little bit better for them? And maybe it's saving them time, maybe it's saving them money, but if we know if we do that, the money will it'll follow. So we always start with the what's the problem first and let's go create a solution to help them.
0: So your solutions, this software, this incredible, uh, I guess the best way to put it, the, this kind of, of uh, machinery, I'm using that in the sense of you're doing something that's very, I guess, techie in a way. Is this your secret sauce kind of? I mean, is this something that's proprietary that none of your competitors can duplicate or <laughs> imitate or negate?
1: So, you know, there's different pieces of the puzzle here. So when it comes like the diagnostic tools, we have plenty of competitors that that's, that's, you know, that is what it is. Okay. It's just, we go to market and say, well, yeah, both our tools will communicate and do the same functionality on that truck. But what are you going to do when you need to figure out how to fix the truck? Mm -hmm. And usually the competitor says, oh, well, you need to go talk to this other company. They'll sell you that piece. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we just kind of keep saying, okay, well, now that you know that, who are you going to call if you can't get your tool to communicate with the vehicle? Or if you have eight fault c- codes, you don't know where to start, who are you going to call? And that vendor will, the other competitor will say, well, I can hook you up with another partner of ours and you can pay them money and they can do that for you. <laughs> and we just sit there and say, look, we can do all this for you. Like this is gonna be so easy. We're one company to deal with. We've got tens of thousands of customers. People love what we do here at Diesel Laptops. It, and it ends up being a no brainer conversation to them. So it goes back to just create a ton of value for your customers. Yeah. And you can charge premium prices all day long and not have to worry about billion dollar corporations you're competing against.
0: Oh, that's outstanding. what What is your favorite customer success story that you're particularly proud of? Anything you want to share with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, we get them we get them all the time. so i'm I'm still one of those weird CEOs that still gets like all the survey results and <laughs> customer satisfaction things in there. Um, like I'll tell you we we just we just had one. This is a customer that bought a ten thousand dollar tool from us a year ago, and we could tell they were not using it. We get some data and reportage back, so we have a team that kind of follows up and says, "Hey, what's going on? You know, you guys aren't really using it." And Guys are like, "Well, we we were, but the employee that was using it left, and he now the new people don't use it, and I think we got a paperweight." And we're like, "Okay, why don't we just why don't we just give you a little bit of training? We do free training all the time on demand videos, live stuff. We have training centers across the country. We do these things." Hmm. Let's give you some training. And then we reached out like a couple of weeks later and the guys were like, you know what? That was like the best thing you guys ever did. Like you guys have literally saved us thousands of dollars already in the last 30 days. We just didn't know these things did this kind of stuff. And they, they'd already made the investment. Um, so you hear stories like that, like our, our training centers. These are physical training centers where people can come in and actually learn how to properly diagnose stuff. Uh, so I, again, I just got one where a customer was like, man, you know, there were $500. It was a big thing. We had to send our guys there, travel expenses. It was a good investment on our part, but they're like, it was totally worth it. As Soon as they get back to the shop, they fixed a truck that had been broke down for two weeks in a matter of an hour because of what they learned in your class. Like we're, we're complete believers in this now. Like we're going to be signing up for more classes. So <laughs> you just hear story after story after story like that. And every time it's customer has a problem. And they're just, they're just looking for a solution out in the marketplace. And we're just the ones kind of coming to market being like, here's the thing I think that's really going to help you be better at your job. And they're all, actually, they're very grateful. And they're grateful not just for the product. They're really grateful for the support and the backing and the knowledge and them having the ability to go do more things and grow
0: their business. It sounds like you're the number one company in your space, in your specialty, right? I mean, there is you and the rest of the crowd, it sounds like. So that's what's weird. So like
1: when I started seven years ago, nobody knew who Diesel Laptops was, right? So I was spending just a ton of money on Google ads and Facebook ads and just anything I could do to get my name in front of people and get traffic. Traffic's the hardest thing to get when you're starting out. So we did a lot there. We did a lot with organic SEO and those things. Um, But as time went on, I can tell people what really happened is COVID. And when COVID happened, we were like, man, who's gonna buy a $10,000 tool during the middle of a pandemic, mm. like shut off all the online marketing. So we shut off all the paid stuff. And you know what, our, our phone didn't stop ringing. The, the traffic still kept coming in. Sales, we ended up having our best year ever without doing paid traffic. And we, when we started looking at it, we started to realize, well, you know what the number one search query is? Five years ago for us was like diesel diagnostic tools and variations of that word. Okay. Today, by far, it's diesel laptops. That's the number one word people are searching for. And then you can kind of do some reverse stuff, look at your competitors' websites. And we started realizing our competitors were building landing pages and putting our company name in the middle of their front page, trying to get traffic. And like our biggest competitor in the space, they just got bought by a, a billion, couple billion dollar revenue company. They, they just sold to them. But they their, their number five most visited keyword of organic traffic is, is my company's name. Diesel laptops. So so we kind of I think we've kind of hit this point in the marketplace now where people aren't Googling randomness. They're just Googling diesel laptops. And by far, that's the that's that's really hard for someone to come in and compete against now because now you're competing against a brand, not against a product or a category. Um so it's it, it's a good place to be and we didn't tend to keep
0: doubling down on those efforts. Outstanding. Boy, I mean you're almost a billion a year, you're saying in revenue, right? I mean, you're up there. In terms of yeah, work. yeah, so yes, yes, yeah, so
1: we'll do so we'll do over 70 million in revenue this year, oh, 70, maybe even okay. seven, yeah, 70 to 75 million. Okay, I thought you so, said 700
0: million, okay, 70. No, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like
1: 70, yeah, yeah, I wish we're, we're working towards 100, but we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. But, but even, even now with that number, I mean, that's up 35 40 percent from last year, so we're, it, as big as we're getting, it's still going really, really fast, and we have such a strong name recognition in the marketplace that I didn't have a couple of years ago. And just being really strategic about it and being really mindful and
0: providing value to people, it really works. Now, have you thought about creating the Tyler Robertson brand? Because you have all the makings of a personal brand. Yeah. So it's always
1: like, what's next, right? So I mean, we're we're building a great company. Things are going good here. I personally have been very involved on LinkedIn in particular as a platform. For me, that platform was a place for me at least seven years ago, just to talk about the good and the bad of going a business and mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone I could talk to about that my my family didn't understand my friend didn't understand that type of thing. yeah. Uh, so now I can say like my my personal LinkedIn, you know, just the views on a post, I get several million views a year. and I think a lot of people are kind of asking like, well, how do I do what you did but in my in my space or my niche and all those things, so I'm, I'm really big on building a personal brand out there. I'm not sure where that goes for right now. My time's all tied up in growing diesel laptops. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think as my kids get older and as time goes on, I think that'll open up more doors of opportunity for me to go do go do other things. But the other thing I'll, I'll like to point out to people is that stuff really works because now I get asked to go to trade shows all the time. Like and they, I get asked not to go there, but to speak. <laughs> so they want me on panels. They want me to do presentations and want me to do these things. And it just goes to show that people view me as the authority in my space and my little knowledge corner of the world that I know. And they want to hear and people want that knowledge. And I have no problem sharing those experiences and knowledge that are going out there. So yeah, personal brand is, is just as important. I mean, strategic about that is just as important as the business brand side of it as well.
0: Absolutely. Do you have a branding team, a branding department at which, what's your structure?
1: Yep. So, you know, we have 200 employees and I think about 10 of them are in the marketing department. So, and we're in the B2B space, which I I think is more than, than other people that are out there. Uh Uh, But, you know, it's taken some time for our, our team to understand how important our brand is. And at first we didn't realize how big our brand name was and how much people understood and and wanted to do it. So it's gotten to the point now, like we have customers that buy our tools that are well, some ask, some just do it anyway, but they're like putting our logo on the side of their trucks or up in their stores saying we're a diesel laptop. You know, we have diesel laptops. We can we can take care of your trucks. <laughs> so when you have your customers asking if they can start using your brand on their products and their, their buildings, I think, you know, you got something pretty special going on and we want to make sure we do it in a way that protects our brands and instills confidence in the users and in the customers that go to those places. Yeah. So a brand, a brand's a thing. I mean, I think we've seen that happen plenty of times in the, in the greater market where someone's got a great brand and then they do something stupid and really tarnishes that brand. So we're, we're trying to be really mindful of, of what we do and how we use it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. What advice would you give to our listeners and viewers who are, who are watching this and they're saying, oh my goodness, I want to be like this guy. Is there, is there some guidance and wisdom that you can share right now from a, from a branding perspective? Yeah, I,
1: I can just tell people what works for me, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, and I'm not a branding expert, but I can tell you what works for us. It's just being transparent with customers and tr- transparent with things you do and being very honest with people, treating them the way you want to be treated and just providing value. I can't stress that enough to people. You don't have to make money off everything you do that's just short-term, always look long-term. So for us, when we do these things like those free events and the free software and free whatever, it's all about building up confidence. So your customers, when they see your name, your logo, they understand like, yes, this is someone we trust to do these things. I mean, we we have blog posts that we've written that generate 50 to 70,000 know, customers a year for us, generate wow. traffic. And it's just giving away free information. Here's how you fix these things. Here's how you do these things. And to us, it's all about, again, if you're the authority, people will look for you, not your competitors. Uh, and it's it's really, really hard for a competitor to come in and, and get across that moat. And again, the audience, you can do it against billion dollar corporations. We're living proof. It's entirely possible to do these things.
0: Well, and the other thing I would add to what you what you just shared is that you've given yourself an edge in the marketplace. I mean, you have that competitive edge, which translates to an advantage over your competition. And like you say, you walk into a potential customer's office, and it's a no brainer for them. Because once they see that value that you're talking about, that value was unrivaled, right?
1: It It is. And I, I can tell you, like, I didn't, I didn't realize how much people knew our brand or what I looked like, mm. until so weird things started happening. Like, I was. I'm in South Carolina. I was in Las Vegas with my wife, and literally, someone like stopped us on the Strip asking if I was Tyler Robertson and if I could they could take a oh. picture with me. I'm like, oh, okay. And like weird things like that start happening. Where people recognize you and just want to connect with you and do all these things. It just it opens up so many doors of opportunity in your both your personal life and your business life. Um, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm I'm talking to CEOs and senior executives at Fortune 100 companies now because of the doors that have been opened up, you know it's a stepping stone to get there. But once you have there and people understand why you're there and that you can help them, it, that conference is built before you even have that first conversation, which is a great place to be.
0: Well, listen, this is a great way to to bring our conversation to a close because you, my friend, are truly a rock star (laughs) in your industry. So much so you're walking down the strip and you're being stopped and people wanna take pictures with you. That says a lot about who you are in your industry and how much people appreciate you and the work that you're doing and this technology is just superb. So, So thanks so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to the entrepreneurs out there who are checking this out in terms of, hey, I believe in brand forward leadership. I want to be like Tyler. Is there anything else you'd like to share?
1: If anyone that wants to connect with me, they're more than happy to on LinkedIn. Just look, look for Tyler Robertson on there. I think even Tyler Diesel will pop up. Um, uh, but I there's two things I really love. It's 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 marketing and sales. Like that's that's where I spend a lot of my time on. And I think it's paying off, but it's it's a long road. It's not a fast road. There's no shortcuts. You got to take your time and do it right.
0: All right. All right. So let's get your contact info out there one more time, please. What's your website? And you said LinkedIn as well? Yep. So diesellaptops.com if they want to learn more about
1: our company. Otherwise, head to LinkedIn, look up Tyler Robertson, and uh, I'm sure I'll pop
0: right up on there. Outstanding. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time in the great state of South Carolina, my friend. Uh, man, you, you're awesome. You really are. And great. start. And you started in your garage? Is that what you said? Yeah, seven years ago in my garage, no funding, no nothing.
1: We bootstrapped it all the way up. So that's a, that's a whole nother story.
0: So everybody, this is inspiration here, okay? I mean, he's, he's like Bill Gates who started in his garage or Michael Dell, right, who started in his dormitory in, in college. Anyone, if you've got the ambition and if you've got the brilliance and all the things that Tyler possesses, my goodness, the sky's the limit. So Tyler, thank you so much. For being a guest on the show today and for those of you for tuning in and until next time this is jerry foster the big branding guy also known as the brand evangelist signing off take care jerry foster here thank you so much for listening to my brand Forward leadership podcast now if you if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself, and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program. I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand for leadership because i love seeing your posts i love guest suggestions that's how we all grow that's how we all connect and make it through this world which are through our relationships and our connections and lastly let me throw this in we are regularly putting out new episodes and content i'm always on the lookout for not only great guests but great content And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart, to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at jerryfosterbigbrandman, okay? jerryfosterbigbrandman. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.